Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 113 of Curry in the Pot. Yes, yes, yes. This is the first episode of the decade. This is the first episode of the new year. So happy new year to all. I'm recording on January the 1st, 2020. 2020, man. It feels kind of weird to say, but it also feels pretty gratifying and great to say, man. So happy new year to all, man. Happy 2020 to everyone. I hope you guys, you know, are ready to have a great and impactful and blessed year, man. Um, But before I get into this week's episode... Uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about, honestly, man. Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to my guy, uh, Mr. Jalen Hunter, host of the Unpopular Podcast. He had me on his Best of the Decade episode, and it was a panel, a four-person panel, and I was able to take part of that, man. If you want to check that out, just go on YouTube, type in the Unpopular Podcast, all major platforms such as iTunes Podcast app. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, he's all over the place. So if you want to check me out and just check out the great content, the great conversation that we had, go to the Unpopular Podcast, uh, episode 77, best of the decade. And uh, also subscribe to Jalen, man. He he does some great work, does some pretty good content, man. Has a really nice voice too, man. Like he, he he's really built for this. So shout out to my guy, Jalen. Also dropped yesterday, I was on my guy, Mr. Xavier Wary's podcast, The Other Side Podcast, and uh, we talked best of the decade as well, but it was a little different from me and Jalen's, but we also talked best of the decade, so go make sure you guys check out two dope podcasters, go check out their work, and also, you know, you can see what I'm featured on, so go check out The Unpopular Podcast, and also check out The Other Side Podcast, so uh, yeah, man, make sure you go check that out. But moving right along, man, as we hop into this new decade, as we hop into 2020, we got we got NFL postseason, man, and that kicks off this weekend. But I will not be discussing this alone. I got my dog with me. I got my brother, man. I I say this every time. I'm going to keep saying it, man. But without this guy, I would not be doing Curry in the Pot. Uh, damn sure wouldn't be on episode number 113 without this guy's support. He supported me from day one when I pitched the idea. He said, bro, I'm with you 100%. And uh, the rest is history, man. History in the making. We're going to continue. Uh, but I got my guy, man, Mr. B. Jones. B. Jones, what it do? What's up, Mike? You know, back for the three-peat. You know, we did the uh, season predictions, and then we did the mid-season mm-hmm. recap, and now we're here to do playoff predictions, so you know, yes. here for that three peak. Glad to be on yes, here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh, happy New Year to you, brother. Happy New Year as well. You got any? Uh, you got any New Year's resolutions? I know it sounds a little cliche, man, but I feel like I gotta act since we are on recording on January first. Uh, nothing too crazy, you know. Just trying to get better every day, you know, better myself. If that sounds cliche as well, but you know, that's how. <laughs> but nah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I don't really have any. Um, I just want to get better. Um, you know, I just want to be better organized too. Better organized, and um, I just want to stack some bread up this year for sure. That's that's really what I want to do, man. Just get better at organizing and stacking bread up. I feel like those two go hand in hand. So, um, and of course, grow this, you know, podcast for sure. Those those are sure. two things. Those are three things. But uh, yeah, man. As promised for the people. You know what we're about to discuss, man. We're going to give you guys a small regular season recap. Um, we're also going to talk biggest surprises and disappointments. Um, season award predictions. 
um, NFL coach and vacancies. And then we're going to hop into our postseason and Super Bowl predictions. So, B. Jones, let's not waste any time. Uh, but before we get into postseason, um, on my last week of predicting games, I did go 10 and 6. Um, there was a few nutty games. Um, some teams were resting their starters, like the Texans. Um, the Buffalo Bills were also resting starters. Um, it was a few games where teams were resting starters and just a few nutty things. Um, but let's go, B. Jones, man. Brief regular season recap. Uh, we got to start with the NFC. Um, no, we did No, we did AFC, right? Yeah, we started with the AFC yeah, North. AFC, AFC, yeah. So we did North, South, East, and West. That's going to stay the same. So AFC North, um, the actual winners of this division, and they actually ran away with it. Um, it was the Baltimore Ravens. They ran away with this division at what, 13-3? and 14-2. 14 and 2, my bad. So 14 and 2. 12 game winning streak. 12 that's game right, that's right. Lamar Jackson only lost two games as a starter. And then RG3, uh, he didn't lose either. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, the Ravens ran away with this thing, man. 14 and 2, best record in the National Football League. Um, what were your impressions on this division, man? What, what were your surprises and disappointments from this? Well, you know, you know, I bought into the Browns hype, so that's a surprise <laughs> and a disappointment. And you know, on the, the, the yep, on the season preview, I was skeptical about them because I was like, this this could go either really well or this could go like the dream team, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and with uh, Namdi Asamoah, Vince Young, all those boys. <laughs> and um, it turned out that's how it turned out. You know, football it's it's not like basketball. You you can't it's it's, fit, it's a fifty three man team as opposed to a fifteen man team. You can't just throw a lot of talent together the talent has to actually complement each other and you need to have a good coaching staff and obviously freddie kitchens proved that he wasn't that guy uh multiple times throughout the season baker mayfield had a down year and as a result odell beckham had a down year and you know this this thing just really never really never never really got on a roll you know they show Mm -hmm. flashes here and there even the defense, they they had which they had a lot of good pieces, and it just didn't seem to click. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a huge disappointment. Ravens were a huge surprise to me. Um, I thought from what we saw Lamar Jackson last year, I didn't think that he would take as big as big of a leap this year. Hugely, hugely. But um, also, I got to give a lot of credit to that of Greg Roman because he like they they put a system around him that highlighted all of the things that he was spectacular at and he just took it took it and ran and he 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 flourished the whole season this is a team that i thought was going to be around eight and eight nine and seven you know probably have like maybe a sophomore slump similar to that to what we saw with baker but we didn't see that at all he just came out dominated start to finish first game he had five touchdowns over 300 passing yards they said it's the dolphins next week he came out against the cardinals and then, he you know, he slowed down a little bit because they dropped it 2-2. Two and two. And then after that, they won 12 games straight. So, you know, nobody could stop the guy. And I'm excited to see him in the playoffs. Absolutely, man. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to echo everything you said. Um, yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised with the Ravens as well. Um, if you guys remember the regular season recap, I mean, prediction preview, I'm sorry. Um, I had the Steelers winning the division. Although... 
I, I actually got to give credit to the Steelers real quick. But uh, shout out to Lamar, though. Shout out to the Ravens. I didn't think this would happen. And you had actually put me on to Greg Roman. I didn't know he was with the Ravens until you actually had told me um, mm-hmm. he was with the 49ers when uh, they had Colin Kaepernick. And it's mm-hmm. like Lamar Jackson is just a better athlete uh, than Colin Kaepernick. So it's like they just... Everything they did with the 49ers, the same concept, they like revolutionized it with Lamar Jackson. It's like what they had with Colin Kaepernick, but on steroids, kind of like. Sure, sure. Yeah, so so that's what it was like to me. Yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised, man. 14 and 2, did not expect them to take the entire NFL by storm, but yeah, I'm excited to see it in the postseason. Um, For the Steelers, I can't really be surprised or disappointed. I mean, I had them winning the division. But um, they had a lot of injuries. We saw Ben Roethlisberger go down into the season. His season was over. Um, we saw James Conner miss a number of weeks. Juju Smith-Schuster as well miss a number of weeks. Um, the defense was still pretty sound. They, they were really good, man. Uh, after they got Minka Fitzpatrick, I believe they led the league in takeaways. Um, they were really good. But um, eight and eight. This is actually one of Mike Tomlin's best coaching jobs because um, you had. Mason Rudolph under center. Then you also had Duck Hodges under center. I didn't even know who Duck Hodges was mm-hmm. <laughs> until he started playing. So eight and eight. If you would have told me that the Steelers would have lost Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster would have missed four games. James Conner would have missed the same amount. Uh, I probably would have thought six and ten. But to go eight and eight with that type of team, and even had a chance to make the playoffs towards the end of the season, uh, I can only give credit to Mike Tomlin. Um, for the Browns. Huge, huge disappointment. Surprise and disappointment. Well, not really surprised, but because I said this could be either dessert or disaster, like Ye said, you know, and it was a disaster, man. Like you said, Freddie Kitchens just wasn't that dude, um, appeared to lose the locker room. And another thing is John Dorsey, general manager, he's out now. Um, so now it's looking like it's just the Browns just so poorly run. It's very just, dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. Yeah, it's very dysfunctional. Like, like I, t- I texted you yesterday. I said the Browns make the Redskins look like a decent organization because with the Browns, it's always a, it's always a QB carousel and a head coach carousel. It's like, who's gonna break the curse? You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, I just don't know what's gonna happen going forward. I don't even know who's gonna, who they're gonna get as their coach. I, I seen Mike McCarthy rumor. But, I mean, when you got guys like Matt Rule, a college coach, declining to interview with you guys, that says a lot. (laughs) That says a lot. Um, Moving on to the next division, um, the AFC South. So, we're doing North, South, East, and West. Um, I'm going to start first. But this division pretty much went how we said it was going to go. For a while, the Colts were in it. Um, they fell off the rails a little bit at the end, but I believe we ultimately both had the Texans winning this division. And wow, I'm looking right at it. Um, 10 and six. And that's what they finished as. And you know, what's funny about this division, the Titans, man, finishing nine and seven for the fourth straight year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's like they're destined to go nine and seven. Now they may have went a little bit better. Had Ryan Tannehill started the whole year, but, um, my surprises, I can't really. I'm not surprised or disappointed. Um, I'm surprised that um Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'm just surprised that that whole turnaround mid-season that that ended up being like really good. Like I didn't think a team would respond so well to Ryan Tannehill. Like I always had him on the same tier as Marcus Mariota, but yep. 
the team rallied around him and they finished nine and seven, got a playoff berth. But I'm not really surprised or disappointed because I had the Colts going about seven and nine. That's what they did. Jacksonville Jaguars had them going about six and ten, five and eleven. They ended up finishing um, six and ten. So, uh, what's your impressions on the AFC South? Um, yeah, like at the top, no surprise with the Texans. I expected this, especially when they added um, Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. I thought that would give a boost to that offense. I underestimated the uh, impact of uh, Carlos Hyde and um, Duke Johnson. That really also helped them out. So no surprise there. Um, I, disappointment, disappointed with the Jags, the Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles, he didn't do much and ended up losing his job to Gardner Minshew. Like we said on the season preview, are we going to see the Philadelphia Nick Foles or are we going to see the St. Louis Rams Nick Foles? And he got injured and then he came back and he wasn't effective as well. And they owe him a lot of money. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So that was a huge disappointment. Um, They also traded Jalen Ramsey during the season. Um, Tom Coughlin was dismissed. So they're in a little bit of dysfunction there. Um, I I don't see them. I entering the season, I had a little bit of hope that they could maybe regain a little bit of that energy that they had that during that playoff run two years ago. But it looks like they're far removed from that now. Um, Colts, no surprise, they they played tough in a lot of games. You know, eight and eight ball club ended around five hundred. Um, on the Titans, this is a team that had going six and ten, but I did not. I factored in Marcus Mariota starting for the entire season. And when he was the starter, we saw the Titans that me and you hate. It's just like an inconsistent ball <laughs> club. They just, they just, they'll, they'll blow a, a, a decent team out or supposed to be decent team out one week, and then they'll just drop the ball against you know a team that's not that good. But once Tannehill came in there, he got the ball rolling. He got a, a rapport with AJ Brown, and Texans look pretty good. And now they're in the playoffs. So. Uh, the, the, the Titans were a surprise for me, and uh, Ryan Tannehill was a surprise. I didn't think that he had this level of play in him, uh, especially from what we saw in Miami, but maybe Miami was just a bad situation. For sure. I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, let's talk about another surprise in this division, um, and, it, and it's with the Houston Texans, B. Jones. And you know, I think you know where I'm going. Um my surprise with them is that Will Fuller is such a huge in, integral part to their offense. Um, yeah. Did you know that the Houston Texans are eight and three when Will Fuller plays? I did not know that. They are eight and three uh, in the eleven games that Will Fuller has played. So you do the math; they finished ten and six. They only won two games without him. Mm-hmm. So that's. I never thought that. Their offense would change so drastically. But, I mean, I guess every team needs a deep threat. And, you know, obviously another receiver to complement a really great number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. But 8-3, those numbers are, are kind of alarming, man. Yeah, that's he's just him being on the field just opens up a lot of te- things for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call it the Will Fuller theory, man. I, I literally, when predicting games... When I would predict Texans games, I would say, all right, is Will Fuller active? If so, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the Texans this week. But you saw games like the Broncos, Will Fuller wasn't active. So, yeah, man, it's crazy. But uh, moving right along, man, to the next division is the AFC East. I'm actually going to kick this thing off with you, man. What was your impression? 
Um, I don't really have too much to say about this division. Um, we saw the Patriots. We both predicted the Patriots to win. Um, that's no surprise. They, now they did fall straight off. year. Now they did fall off down the stretch. I saw a graphic in their last game. I believe they were four and four. They had the worst record in the AFC East over the last eight weeks of the season. I believe they were four and four, and I think. I think the uh, yeah, so they were they were last place. Um, I think the I think the Dolphins and the Jets both won five games down the stretch. So we'll we'll talk about them more in the uh, playoff predictions. But they kind of did fall off down the stretch. Um, the success of the Bills wasn't a surprise to me. That's something that I predicted. Um, I had mm-hmm. the Jets. I had the Jets going. I had the Jets going seven and nine. It it didn't look like they were going to get there. In the beginning of the season, I believe they started off about one and five, one and six, but they strung together some wins down the stretch. Um, I'm not really a fan of Adam Gase as a coach. I think I think he's supposed to come back. I don't think that's a good. What's move. up with him hating on Le'Veon Bell, bro? Yeah, I don't like uh, just him. Just him as a figure. I don't know. He's just a confusing guy. I know he had a, some beef with the previous GM, got him fired. So I don't. I don't know. He just has a weird presence. So. Yeah, I'm I'm not optimistic on them looking forward just because he'll continue to be around. Um, the Dolphins, I like what they did towards the end of the season. I'll be interested to see how they move this offseason. You know, they had a lot of young guys and just to see who else they bring in to, you know, help their team out. But that's that's pretty much it for that division. Not going to spend it too Same. much time. Sam, I'm not going to spend too much time either. Um, no surprise the Patriots went in the division. Like you said, it did trend downwards. And we even saw when they lost to the Dolphins over the weekend. Um, and now they're a wild card team. They're, I mean, they're playing a wild card weekend, rather. Um, uh, the Bills surprised me. I mean, you were on it early. I just was a little skeptical. I didn't know how Josh Allen was going to be. But, uh, you know, Sean McDermott is a good coach, man. They, they play really sound football, very disciplined football as well. Um, you know, we saw them compete in games with the Ravens and the Patriots yes, both times. So, um I wasn't I wasn't too surprised, but I was a little surprised just because I didn't know, um, you know, the development of Josh Allen. I didn't know what he was going to do in year two. Um, but uh, let's move on to the next division, man. Let's uh, finish this thing off. And that is the AFC West. Wait, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AFC West. Yep. All right. So um, I'm actually going to kick this thing off. Um, my only... Uh, well, let's just say the Chiefs won. The Chiefs won this division, and um, they're actually going to get a first-round bye due to the Patriots losing on the last week. They had the tiebreaker over them, so they're at 12-4. and four. Um, My only surprise was with the Chargers. Um, I, I We both had them taking a step back, but the step back that they took, it was like a James Harden step back. Like It was it was very drastic, man. 5-11. Um, and 11, I did not see them bringing up the rear in this division. Like, the, the Broncos had a better record. I, I don't think I could have predicted that. Even though I knew going into the beginning of the season that Melvin Gordon was going to hold out, um, that Derwin James was going to miss the first couple of months. Um, but to fall off to 5-11, and 11, that's a surprise and a disappointment for me. I do think Phillip Rivers is washed up. He's definitely past his prime. Um, I mean, he came into the league with Eli Manning, and we see what happened to Eli Manning. So, um, yeah, man, uh, the Raiders did surprise me, though. Seven and nine, they did have a chance, a slight chance, very small chance 
to make it to the playoffs in week 17. Um, so they surprised me a little bit. Um, they do have some talent. They do have some young talent, rather. Um, but they finished seven and nine. Broncos, that actually is a surprise, man. When they turned it over to Drew Locke, you saw them win some games and even compete. So I guess those were small surprises. But the really big surprise and disappointment was the Chargers going five and eleven. So what about you? Um, another division. I don't have too much to say about it. The Chiefs expected them to win the division, get a first round by, with, especially with the talent that they added in the off season. Um, the Chargers, I did expect them to take a a step back and barely miss the playoffs, but they did more than that. Them performing and finishing the season how they did is not a huge surprise because aside from last year, the Chargers they always play close games and they just end up losing in the weirdest ways and we saw that again this year especially i think mm-hmm. that that game against the titans melvin gordon fumbled on the goal line and i think it got returned for a touchdown or something like that just like weird games like that they always lose so them being as bad as they were wasn't a huge surprise um the raiders they, they did about what i expected them to be last year they were a complete joke a complete mess and then they took a kind of a step forward last year Competed in the playoffs, um, competed for a wild card spot in the playoffs um, down to the last week of the season. I think they'll be an interesting team to watch next season. The Broncos, they were when, when Joe Flacco was in there, they were looking like how I expected them to look, um, just like mm-hmm. a, bad, a bad team. The defense was good, but your quarterback is Joe Flacco. Now, I will say Drew Locke, when he came in, he impressed me. Also, the, uh, their receiver, Cortland Sutton, yeah, I believe he had over a thousand yards receiving. So that this is a team I have on my eye on on this offseason. I'll be interested to see what they do in free agency and the draft. Um, I don't know what their specific needs are because they have good talent, quarterback, running back, receiver. I'm not sure how their line situation is. And they have a lot of uh, good pieces on defenses on defense. So I don't I don't I believe they have a top 10 pick, too. Some, somewhere around that. So I don't know who they're going to take up in the draft, what they're going to do in a free agency. But I have my eye on them because they finished the season strong. So I'll be watching them this offseason to see what they do. Yeah, for sure. Um, to Just to piggyback on a few things that you said about the Broncos. Um, I, I, I like Drew Locke coming out. I know people, I know all the real hype was, I mean, of course, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. But I thought Drew Locke was good because he played against real defenses in the SEC, so I figured, you know, he, he he could be all right. You know what I'm saying? I liked him a lot, uh, as opposed to most people. They didn't, they weren't really talking too much about him. Uh, mm-hmm. For Cortland Sutton, man, that was a pleasant surprise, man. Um, I guess if they had a most improved player in the NFL, he would probably be a candidate because he had 72 catches and 1,100 yards, so that was pretty big. Um, but yeah, man, a team a team we're gonna be watching out for is definitely the Denver Broncos. So let's switch conferences and let's go to the NFC. And, uh, you know, we're going to do North, South, East, and West. And I think me and you got some things to talk about in this division. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to start it off. So the Packers won this division at um, Packers won this division at 13-3. and um, Me and you both believe that they're probably the, uh, the worst 13-3 team. Just because. They don't look that good, but um, we're gonna talk about that. Packers won this division at thirteen and three. Um, Vikings got a wild card spot at ten and six. Chicago finished at eight and eight, and we all knew the Lions were gonna bring up the rear. Uh, three twelve and one was their record. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest surprises. 
honestly, I don't have any surprises in this division. Um, I figured the Packers would win. Um, I can't really say I'm disappointed either because, I mean, I had the Bears taking a step back. That was a prediction of mine and yours as well. Um, we had them taking a step back with the first place schedule and their division as well. And they also played the AFC West and they lost a few games in that division. Well, in those matchups, rather. Um, so, yeah, I don't got too much to really say besides uh, I, the Packers aren't scary at all. <laughs> and I'm sure mm-hmm. you're going to me real soon. So what are your impressions? Um, I have absolutely no disappointments or surprises with this division. I, I went exactly as both of us predicted. Um, Packers finished first. What I will say about the Packers is they did sweep the Minnesota Vikings. But outside of that, their two most impressive wins are the Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes was out, Mac Moore was playing quarterback, and the Dallas Cowboys, who did not make the playoffs. And the Raiders. <laughs> and, and, the Raiders. and the Raiders. And the Raiders, <laughs> who also did not make the playoffs. So do take, do whatever with that information that you want. I'm just putting it out there. Um, Vikings finished <laughs> second place, got a wild card spot. No surprises there. Um, not really much to elaborate on. Uh, oh, the shout Bears. out to Dalvin Cook. Shout out to Dalvin yeah, Cook. Shout out to Dalvin Cook. Shout out to Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think he's supposed to play this week. He missed the last game. Um, the Bears took a step back like we both expected. Uh, Mr. Trubisky not that dude. And they're bringing him back. So I guess they're not trying to admit their mistake. Um, the Lions <laughs> finished last place. Uh, I'm just, I don't believe in that particular. Matt Patricia or most Patri- most Patriots assistants that try to go somewhere else and do the Patriot way, uh, that, that just doesn't seem to work out a lot. So, yeah, that's what I really have to say about that division. All right, man. So we can move quick, man. Uh, so next division is the um, NFC South. And, uh, yeah, I actually do. I got a lot of stuff to say about this one. Because um, I was, yo, this division was kind of thrilling, low key. Low key, mm-hmm. this division was kind of turned, man. Um, so surprises, I got surprises and disappointments. But um, first surprise and disappointment is the Atlanta Falcons. This was a team that I had winning the division. Um, I don't know what the heck they were doing at the beginning of the season. I know that Dan Quinn ended up losing uh, defensive play calls and stuff. He lost that to Raheem Moore. He ended up taking over. Um, that stuff, and they started to win some games towards the end of the season. But um, the, as for the beginning of the season, I do not know what the heck they were doing. Um, got smacked around by the Texans. Got smacked around. They lost to the Mariota Titans. Um, mm. Lost to the Cardinals. I, I just didn't know. what. I was really shocked at how they started the season. But like I said, those changes did occur. And uh, they ended up winning some games at the end of the season, finishing at seven and nine. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You told me that they would probably compete, and um, they actually did compete this year, man. Uh, we saw them beat the Rams, drop fifty on the Rams. As a matter of fact, we saw Jameis Winston put up numbers, both good and bad numbers, with the touchdowns and interceptions and yards. But I mean, that's just Jameis Winston, honestly. But um, the Buccaneers were really good and competitive. They went to overtime with the Seahawks. Like I said, they dropped 50 on the Rams. Um, I actually like what I saw from the Buccaneers this year, man. I really do. Um, and the Panthers. 
Um, I thought the Panthers is always a team that's always in the mix. I thought they would be, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven. But um, we saw with Cam Newton went out. They 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 had some success with Kyle Allen, but then when they uh ownership decided to fire Ron Rivera, things took a turn for the worse, and for good reason, man. Ron Rivera, I think, is a good coach, but obviously it's new ownership in the front office, but. When Ron Rivera got fired, that did not play well in the Panthers' locker room, and we saw it on the football field. Um, so those are my impressions, man. What you got? This whole division is a disappointment and a surprise for me. So I expected – I'm not going to lie. I expected the Saints to kind of take a, a, a minor step back, you know, just with Drew Brees getting up there in age. We saw him mm-hmm. – we saw, we saw him looking a little shaky last year down the stretch – you know, maybe his arm was getting a little weaker, but you know, um, you know, they they Teddy Teddy Bridgewater came in for those five games, filled in, and you know, Drew Brees came back. He didn't miss a beat. Completed over seventy percent of his passes. Michael Thomas had an amazing season. Um, the defense did what they needed to do. They kind of fell off a little bit towards the end of the season, but you know, Saints. You know, Saints were the Saints that we've seen for the past two years. Won the division. Falcons, they were a disappointment. Um, you know, they started off extremely slow. It looked like they were going to be in a in the race for Chase Young. Chase Young, <laughs> yeah, get the top five pick, and then you know, down the stretch, they they put together a few a few wins and they beat the San Francisco 49ers on the last play of the game. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because that was enough to bring back Dan Quinn, and I feel like Dan Quinn. Ever since Kyle Shanahan left, you know, he's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, he's just like, it's just a weird vibe. I don't even, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, they're not bad, but they're not good. Like, it's, it's just weird. It's just weird. But, um, then we have the Bucks coming in third place. Um, like I said, they would compete. I think moving forward, if they want to move forward with Jameis, I don't think that he's a guy. I think he's just going to turn the ball over, but he's going to make a lot of amazing plays. Um, uh, They have a great receiving core with uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, even Bashad Perriman show some flashes down the stretch. So I think Mm -hmm. if they're going to move forward with Jameis, they need to build like an elite defense. Just I agree. Just to make up for those turnover positions that Cause he's gonna, because he's gonna do it. Yeah. He's gonna turn it over no yeah. matter what. Like he's a he's a gunslinger. Like he's a true gunslinger. He makes amazing plays, but he also makes horrible decisions as well that you just can't explain. So I feel like I'm not, I don't think he's a guy that you can win a championship with. But I do think they can be be a playoff team if they get like uh they have to at least have a top ten ideally a top seven type of defense uh, mm-hmm. with the Carolina Panthers, their team that's at a crossroads right now. Um, they tried to, they tried to make Kyle Allen, that guy, they tried to build Will Greer up into that guy and they weren't that guy. But then you have Cam Newton who's has injury concerns and you're not sure if you can get him back to an above average starter. So I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from him. Also wouldn't be surprised if they keep him, but I mean, I don't. They're at a crossroads right now, so they have to deal with that decision. So they were a disappointment as well. So what did you think about the Ron Rivera firing? We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Well, what did you think about that? I mean, 
I think I think it was I think it was justified. I think it was justified. It's time to time to bring somebody new in there. You know, they this is the second year in a row where they went on an extended losing streak after mm-hmm. a solid start to the season. So I think I think I think he's a I think he's a he was he's a uh he's a good locker room presence, but I think his time had just was up there. But I don't I can see that. But I don't know what they're gonna do moving forward because like are they gonna bring Cam Newton back and bring a new coach in or are they just gonna bring a new quarterback and bring a new coach in? Like I ideally I think since they fired Ron Rivera, I think they should also move on from Cam Newton, just start a new era. Um I don't know if they'll draft a quarterback this year or maybe get a stop gap and then try to get one next year. So yeah, I don't they're at a crossroads. I'm not hundred percent sure what they should do. All right, absolutely. Um Moving right along, man, to the NFC East. And this is a funny division. We always um, joke around and have fun just because the Redskins are in our area. Also, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans are in this area, even a lot of Eagles fans, too. But um, winning the division, man, I'm not going to lie. I, I have no surprises and disappointment. Well, no, 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 I'm disappointed in the Cowboys. I lied. Um, but I'm not surprised that the Eagles won a division. They did win it on the last week of the season, going nine and seven. Um, but yeah, I wasn't surprised because um, a team hasn't won the division in back-to-back years in this division in like 20 years. So that was part of the reason I picked the Eagles. Um, so yeah, they made the playoffs. I got to shout out to Carson Wentz though because he balled out, man. He was the first um, quarterback to have 4,000 um, passing yards. And I have a receiver, a wide receiver with over 500 receiving yards. So shout out to him, man. He played with a, you know, a team banged up, man. A team that was decimated with injuries. Just seemed like it just seemed like if they wouldn't have made the playoffs, they could have fell back on that injury excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Dallas Cowboys, man, um, I'm very disappointed. Um, I'm not, but I'm not surprised. But I'm, I'm still disappointed though, man, because um. You know Cowboys fans, B. Jones, what they say every year. It's our they say year. this is our year. It's they say this year. every year. Every year, no matter what, man. They've been saying it forever. But um, I'm disappointed because they have the talent, you know. And they have Dak Prescott, um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Amari Cooper, who was huge for them. A big shot of adrenaline when he was traded from uh, Oakland to Dallas. Um, that, Michael let say let's say one let me say one thing about that I think that he was um I think he was hurt this year I um, think so too I think so too the injury that he had the the foot I believe it's a foot injury it mm-hmm. like it's it's like a like a three month recovery and he didn't miss any time at all and you saw how he got benched at the end of that Philadelphia game so I think that I don't think that he was healthy throughout this season just wanted to put that in no I agree I agree man and um I mean, for a guy that was banged up, he wasn't he wasn't horrible because he, he never he never really looked right, man. Mm-hmm. And I know even in that Patriots game, he didn't he didn't have an impact. But I mean, you could tell, man, you could kind of tell if you watch Cowboys games that Amari Cooper was banged up. I mean, he still had eleven hundred yards and seventy nine catches. So that's not horrible for a guy who played hurt all year. But um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, but for the Cowboys, man, man, I got to point back to. The, the big salary guys, man. Ezekiel Elliott, he had a good year, but it wasn't great. 
um, Demarcus Lawrence, he just got a big contract last offseason, and he only had five sacks. Like, are you kidding me? Um, it's just they have so much talent. I know some guys were in and out of that lineup, like Leighton Vanderesh, but for that type of talent, um, it's no excuse that you should be losing certain games, um, getting just flat out outplayed by the Bills, getting flat out outplayed by the Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky. Um, just make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like not beating a winning team. I'm just, I, that's the shocking part to me. Losing to teams like the Bears, that was shocking. Mm-hmm. But I, even even the Lions gave him a hell of a game with Jeff Driscoll. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know, man. They kind of catfished us a little bit when they blew out the Rams, but. That was just an indictment on the Rams and what they've been all year. But yeah, man, what you got for me? Um, yeah, I, I don't. This division, the end result played out how I thought it would, but the way that they got there wasn't how I expected. I'll say the, a disappointment was the overall quality of play from these teams in the division mm. as a whole, because yeah. it looked. It looked like the it was a legit chance that the division winner could have been seven and nine or eight and eight. Now the Eagles did finish end up finishing at nine and seven, but you got them at nine and seven. Cowboys were the Cowboys eight and eight. Yes, sir. Yeah, Cowboys were eight and eight, and then you got the Redskins and the Giants both multiple games under five hundred. Redskins with three wins, Giants have four, four or five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the overall quality of the division, a lot of stinky play, but. Um, Congrats to the Eagles. Carson Wentz overcame all the odds. He beat the odds. Uh, his top two receivers ended up missing a lot of time, and they they figured out they, they uh, fought fought their way into the playoffs. So salute to them. The Cowboys. I had them taking a step back from last year, um, but I am disappointed because with the way that they started the season, it looked like they were in a position to run away with the division, and then yeah. They just hit a wall during the beginning of the season. Um, Dak Prescott had a pretty good season. He showed me some things I didn't expect from him. He was the Same. he was the engine of the offense this year, as opposed to Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott did have over a thousand yards, but he wasn't. I wouldn't say that he was a dominant force. Um, their defense was also a disappointment as well. They were. Uh, I think they took a step back from last year. Um, I don't really have much to say about the Redskins or the Giants. We'll talk about the Redskins. We'll talk about their coaching vacancy. The Giants, I do think Daniel, Daniel Jones, he showed a little bit. Um, I think it's a good thing. I that like Pat, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think it was a good thing that Pat Shermer got fired. He wasn't that guy. So hopefully they get a a, a better coach in there. But that's all I need to say about that division. All right, for sure, man. Let's move on to the, um, I think this was the best division in football this year. Um, the NFC West. I think this was. I think this was by far the best division of football, honestly. Um, but yeah, man, winning this division, I'm gonna have to start with you, bro, because you got it. You got it right again, bro. You picked the San Francisco 49ers to win this division, and they won this division at 13 and three. Second place was the Seattle Seahawks. I almost said Supersonics, but uh, the Seattle Seahawks at 11 and five. Um, nine and seven was the Rams, and then we had the five ten and one Cardinals who really showed some flashes and moments of this year. So um, yeah, I'm gonna start with you because you got this division right. Um, 
think you yeah you had it right man with the 49ers winning i don't know about the seahawks and rams yeah. i think you had yeah i think you had like duke and now yeah okay okay all right so yeah yeah talk to me what you got um yeah i have, I have a I have a lot. I have a few things to say about each team in this division. I'll start with the 49ers. Um, like I said, I would I I picked this team because I saw what Kyle Shanahan was doing with the offense last year when Jimmy G was out. George Kittle looking like a monster. Matt Breeder was the head of the running game, and then the uh, the defense they always had the pieces, but they didn't put it all together. And I thought this year with the addition of Nick Bosa, that uh, that will help them. So, and what I saw this year, uh, Jimmy G actually did play all 16 games. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he, he didn't have as big of an impact as I thought he would, but then we have Raheem Mostert stepping in. Passing game, they picked up Emmanuel, Samber, Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel, and that was a big boost. And George Kittle continued to look like the, uh, the best tight end in the league. And the defense performed pretty well. They fell off a little bit towards the second half of the season, but yeah, but they had some injuries, a little a couple of injuries. Yeah, yeah, dealt with a lot of injuries. But they are uh, the the key. The heart of their defense is the pass rush. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what really gets them going. Um, so I'll start. With, then I'll go to the Seahawks. This was a bit of a surprise to me because I had them had them going around seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, I just thought with the loss of Doug Baldwin, he had been Russell Wilson's. Uh, reliable, most reliable target for most of the for most of his career, and losing him, I thought that would set the offense back. And the offense wasn't necessarily explosive, and the defense the defense isn't really that scary either. This is just a team that just finds out how to win games. They have a strong, they had a strong winning game before their top two running backs went down, and um, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, Russell Wilson is just a born winner. So you know, salute to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, the Rams, a bit of a disappointment. I didn't, I didn't um, expect Todd, the Todd Gurley injury, to affect him as much as it has has this had this year. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like that's going to be something that's going to affect him for the rest of their career. So maybe they need to look towards getting another dominant running back and developing a running back by committee type of approach. Because when Todd Gurley in the running game is not going, Jared Goff. He, he relies on the play action to be successful. So if that's not going, he's not going to he's not going to play very well. Um, the defense defense was kind of up and down. You know, they had some games where they looked dominant pre and post Jalen Ramsey, and then they had some games where they just looked like lost out there. Um, like that Dallas Cowboys game towards the end of the season. They got gashed. Yeah, that eliminated them from the playoff hunt. Um, the Cardinals, I like I like what I saw from the Cardinals. This is another team like the Broncos that I have my eye on, um, what they're going to do with this offseason. I was skeptical skeptical of Cliff Kingsbury coming in, but I like, I like what he did. Um, Kyler Murray, he looked pretty good throughout the season, kind of fell off in December, threw more interceptions than um, touchdowns. But I'm interested to see – where this team, what this team does this offseason and moving forward. Um, I think they should add C.D. Lamb in the draft, but I'm not going to talk about the draft right now. Add him in the draft and then add some talent on the defense. And Kenyon Drake, I think they should uh, bring him back. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for that, uh, that division. All right, for sure, man. Uh, I got a couple of things to say, man. Shout out to the 49ers for winning this division. Um, B. Jones had it, like I said, as I mentioned, uh, 13-3. and three. Didn't really see that. 
Um, I thought they would definitely um, double their win total from a year ago. They were four and twelve. I, I thought that was the easiest bet in the league um, that they were going to double their win total and be at least eight and eight. I had them about eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, Seattle, I had them about the same. I just I thought the Rams were going to win this division at about like ten and six, eleven and five, but that never happened. Um, that just didn't materialize. I just think. Um, this is a team that's loaded with bad contracts. The Jared Goff contract is awful, and that's not going to age well. Todd Gurley, they can't get out of his deal till 2022. Brandon Cooks is getting paid like a number one, but he's really like the third best receiver on the team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Cardinals, though, um, I, I like I like everything that you said about him, and I love it. Um, they're gonna have to make a decision about David Johnson because Kenyon Drake looks to be their future at running back. He came on really strong, and they got him for like a fifth round pick, and I like that. And I like um, what Cliff Kingsbury did with this offense, man. Um, like you said, I, I think they should get Ceedee Lamb in the draft too, not to jump too far ahead, but I think that would be like the perfect. That's like the best fit for him, and um. Yeah, man, shout out to Kyler Murray, did his thing, um, fell off, like you said, um, Seahawks, um, yeah, they surprised me a little bit, just because I didn't know exactly how the offense was going to be, but I, I feel like Russell Wilson could play with anybody, um, so yeah, so shout out to that division, and um, yeah, is that all I got? I think that's all I got um, for the... Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for the um, regular season recap, uh, surprising disappointments. Uh, let's move on to the season award predictions. We're going to go back and forth on this. Um, so I'm going to start. You can start. Um, I don't even think we have to do MVP. I feel like it's a consensus. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah Lamar, uh, offensive player of the year. I feel like it could be between a couple of people. I'm going to start. Um, this is hard. This is really hard because it's two guys at the top of my list. And um, I think you probably know where I'm going, but I got to give it to Michael Thomas Mm. Um, because he has 1,700 receiving yards, but he broke the single season record for most receptions. And if they were award winning, they'll probably give it to him. But um, Christian McCaffrey, I can't take nothing away from that year. He had 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. So who you got for offensive player of the year? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Michael Thomas. I got Christian McCaffrey up there too, but I think just the way the overall team performed, I can't put him over Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, he performed with Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater as well as Drew Brees. So yeah, I got to give it to him. I also want to give some a little love to Derrick Henry as well. I didn't, I saw that he. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He got the Russian title. I didn't. I didn't even. I wasn't even aware that he was in. He was in the running for that at all. So, yeah, that's he what honestly, I got. He honestly was like really behind until week seventeen. Yeah, no, he no, was behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he was in it, but like yeah. he won. He solidified, locked it up week seventeen. Yeah, I think he had over like two hundred yards on week seventeen. So, shout out yeah. to him. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that was a uh, uh, way to bring him up, man. I like that. Uh, wasn't even thinking about Derrick Henry for real. So he said something. But, uh, yeah, he had a really good year. Um, Defensive player of the year. Um, This is tough, but uh, I I think Stephon Gilmore. Um, He was a blanket. He had blanketed coverage all year. Um, Yo, for a while, like, 
when he was on the Bills, people weren't really talking about him like that. Mm-hmm. But um, he's been like just a uh, he's been a freaking lock. Like he's he, he's been he was the best corner this year. I still think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner period. But Stephon Gilmore was the best corner in football this year. Uh, who's your defensive player of the year? Yeah, I think it w- it wasn't really anybody that was like like super dominant like because yeah usually, usually we see like a, a front seven guy a linebacker or, or a d lineman or, or edge rusher that has like a super dominant season we didn't really see that this year so i think i'm gonna have to go with mm-hmm. stefan gilmore by default like he just just made a lot of different plays in a lot of different ways aside from that last game against Devonte parker not gonna speak on that though um <laughs> and then um I, I just want to show some love to two other guys though. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he he started out the season. Yeah. Real hot. Um, he kept it up for most of the season, but he he didn't. His initial pace was a little unsustainable. But um, that's a guy that wasn't. He wasn't even in consideration for this award. Um, signed a one year deal with the Bucks, so shout out to him. And also Chandler Jones from Arizona. He had a pretty under the radar good season. Um, uh, that Cardinals defense. Yep, that Cardinals defense as a whole was bad, but he was one of the lone bright spots on there. So, want to give some love to him as well. I think he's one of the most underrated players in all of football. For sure, he was a monster on the Patriots, but you know they just didn't want to pay him. But um, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, all right, we're gonna go offensive rookie of the year. Um, I guess Josh Jacobs. I guess, I guess that's my pick. I don't. I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't really like overly impressed with the overall like output of the rookies this year. Um, but Josh Jacobs, he did kind of catch me off guard. He did get hurt a little bit with the shoulder, but uh, yeah, I say Josh Jacobs, offensive rookie of the year. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. I don't think this guy is gonna win, but this is this is just who I would pick. I'm gonna go AJ Brown for the. Uh, mm. For the Titans, because I don't think they would have had the success, even with Tannehill. I don't think they would have had the success that they had if it wasn't for him. Like he's he's just like a phenomenal player and a phenomenal piece in their system. Um, but yeah, Josh and they were Jacobs, always looking for another wide receiver mm-hmm. to step up. They yeah, Corey, for yeah, Corey Davis didn't really pan out like that, but AJ Brown came in and. Um, did pretty well. Uh, Kyler had a Kyler had a good season. It, it wasn't really a blow you away type of season, so I think I would lean AJ Brown over Kyler. Okay. Um, defensive rookie of the year. I'm gonna go with uh, my guy Nick Bosa. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with him as well. I don't think it was another rookie that had a a dominant impact like he did. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Um, so what do we got left? Uh, coach of the year? Is that the last one? Yep, coach. Uh, coach of the year. I'm going to go. Oh, this is a tough. I feel like I feel like you could give it to two guys. Um, and even, even three, but I wouldn't give it to Matt LaFleur, but I could see the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, but, ah. Uh, I got to give it the hardball, but Kyle Shanahan, ooh, that's tough, bro. That's tough. One of them is obviously going to win it. Uh, I'm going to just go hardball since 
like me and you said, we didn't expect the Ravens to go 14 and 2. We had them 8 and 8, 9 and 7 at the very best. Right. Um, so give me, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say John Harbaugh coach of the year. Yeah, I would, but I got I, so low to Kyle Shanahan though too. Yeah, I want to I want to pick Kyle Shanahan. That's my guy. Uh, super impressive with what he did this year, but I I gotta go Harbaugh 14 and 2. Um, coming to the season with second year Lamar Jackson, that 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 just wasn't expected. So got to go Harbaugh, but I, I want to pick I want to pick Kyle Shanahan. And the Baltimore Ravens uh, broke an NFL record for most rushing yards uh, in a single season uh, for a team. So um, yeah, those are our awards. And um, let's transition a little bit and let's talk about these coaching vacancies. I'm not gonna we're not gonna spend a ton of time on them, but the current vacancies, um, uh, Jason Garrett, he's probably gonna get fired or not, they're not gonna pick up renew his contract, resign him. I'm- so we're just gonna see Cowboys. Did they fire him? Not, Did they officially fire him? No, nah, that they're supposed to have another meeting tomorrow. So I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. I thought he would be fired by now, but like I don't, we can't talk about it. But I'm, I'm still not 100 percent sure that he'll, he'll get fired. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. All right, so we can just speak on the vacancies that are actually there, and then we'll talk about the Redskins. They already got their guy. Um, so the Browns have a vacancy. Jacksonville Jaguars have a vacancy. The New York Giants have a vacancy. Um, Panthers have a vacancy. Um, is that it? I think, yeah, that's it. That's it, I believe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so um what do you what are your impressions about this vacancy? Who do you think that these teams should target? Honestly, I think the coaching pool for this year, I think, is it's kind of weak. I want to say. Yeah, it is weak. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera was like the big fish of this uh, pool, yeah. and he and already thought, got scooped up. Yeah, I thought that he would be a good fit for uh, – I think his best fit would have been at the Giants, but ended up with mm-hmm. the Redskins. Um, so for the remaining – like, I don't – like, honestly, I don't even know. Like, the names I've seen, I've seen Urban Meyer to the Cowboys. I've seen Lincoln Riley's name out there. I've seen Matt Rule. Haven't seen really, and then I've seen um, Greg Roman and uh, uh, the I think I think his name is Wink Winkdale, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, and uh, Eric, Eric, and then Eric Bieniemy, and that's really I've the seen only, Josh McDaniels too. Oh, uh, Josh McDaniels, yeah, that's the only names I've seen, and out of those names, like I think the Ravens guys, I think they'll be best with the Ravens. I don't know if they'll be able to replicate that success with another organization as a head guy but um mm-hmm. just for the sake of predictions um the giants mm, i think I Matt Wolf for them yeah i'm thinking somebody like that because i know they have giants i mean i know they have um daniel jones and saquon but i don't really think they need like an offensive guru Kyle Shanahan Sean McVay type I think they just need like a solid figure and I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like Matt Rule is Matt Rule is somebody like that I think that would be a good fit um what's that the uh, the Browns Mm, I think the Browns they need like a like a um a older like a older like savvy coach like maybe Mike McCarthy I don't I don't know. Maybe that. Yeah, I think I think somebody like I, that. Though. 
Yeah, I Come feel on. like they'll get him, but he's not that. He's not even a raw raw type of guy. But he is yeah. that older figure. But he's not yeah. a, a raw raw type of guy. So I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see if that will happen and how it will work. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Panthers, it to me it ultimately depends on if they decide to keep Cam Newton or not. If they keep him, mm-hmm. I think maybe somebody like Eric Bieniemy. If they decide to start from scratch, mm, I could also see them as a as a, uh, in a in a mix with Matt Rule. I think that would be decent for them. I saw they were looking at Mike McCarthy. I don't I don't like that fit though. I don't like that fit. Same. Um. Yeah. I don't really have too many predictions. Uh, I kind of really agree with what you said. Um. But let's talk about this Ron Rivera thing, and then we're gonna hop into uh, postseason predictions. Um. Okay. So yeah, you can start. You as start you all know. Yeah, I got you. All right, so as you all know, or if you should have heard, um, the Redskins got their guy, Ron Rivera, and they actually moved really quick on Ron Rivera. They they got on him before other teams even fired their coach. Oh, we, we forgot about the Jaguars, but she, that's how bad they are. But, I um, think uh, Doug Marone's coming back, I think. No, nah, he got fired. He got, did he get fired? No, no, no. Or was no. it a report that said he got fired yeah. and then they, they denied it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I All right, think. So was that. All right. But um for Ron Rivera, I thought I mean, I thought he was the best candidate out there. I thought that he could have ended up on the Giants because of the history with David Gettleman. But um the Redskins, I thought that was a good hire, man. They need a um a guy that's gonna get into your face. Um the the uh, previous culture they had and regime with Jay Gruden. Um he was just a nice guy. <laughs> He was just a uh, player's coach, that they say, but he was a he wasn't a get in your face type of coach. And I think Ron Rivera could help change the culture. But I think the other big slam dunk for the Ravens was them firing Bruce Allen. I mean, the Redskins, I thought that was uh, firing Bruce Allen. I thought that was a really good thing for them to uh, part ways with him. And um, it's also cool to see that the. Redskins uh, hired Jack Del Rio as defensive coordinator. And I do like, I know you're skeptical about this, but I do like that they're keeping Kevin O'Connell as the offensive coordinator. Um, He did call plays towards like maybe the last couple of games. Um, Bill Callahan had more to play calling duties after Jay Gruden got fired. But I like Kevin O'Connell. I think um, it's good to keep that continuity with Dwayne Haskins. But I'm pretty high on him. But overall, I think getting Ron Rivera, um, I thought that was a really good hire, man. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he wanted to come to the Redskins, too, to be honest. But uh, I guess that probably has to do with the Bruce Allen firing. But uh, still a little surprised that he came here. What's your uh, take? Okay, so um, regardless of the hire, uh, firing Bruce Allen was always going to be a win and a step in the right, in the right direction. Uh, this was a firing that was long overdue. Somebody with a record like that and a track record like that in a in a good organization they're not going to keep their job for 10 years um, right but um so that was a that, that was a good move the Ron Rivera hiring it's it's decent it's decent to me I don't I don't think it's personally it's not great I think I thought they should have went with somebody that's a um a uh, more offensive-minded person. I think I mentioned this on the on the midseason uh, 
midseason recap, uh, I wanted the Redskins to look towards somebody that had an offensive mind just because if you handle I could kind of counter that, but I could, I'm going to let you finish. I could kind of counter that, but I'm going to let you yeah. go. Yeah, if you're going to hand over the keys to Dwayne Haskins as your franchise quarterback, um, he, I don't think he's a hero ball kind of guy like he's I don't think he's a guy like Russell Wilson that you can just throw out there with anybody and he's just gonna make plays happen I think he needs a good infrastructure around him um similar to that year like Kirk Cousins had when they had Deshaun Jackson PR Garcon um and they had a a pretty good offense but I, I think the Ron Rivera hiring is good in a sense that with the pieces that they already have on defense and potentially adding Chase Young to that mix and bringing Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, Ron Rivera has always had good offensive, I mean, good defensive teams. But I feel like the offensive side of the ball was primarily driven by uh, Cam Newton, Hero Ball. And as, if he is going to keep Kevin O'Connell as offensive coordinator, which it looks like he is. I'm not really a fan of that just because the Redskins were a bottom five offensive offense in the league. And I know that he wasn't calling the plays for the whole season, but when you're a bottom five offense in the league, regardless of what your role is, you know, you play a factor into that. So just giving the keys to somebody like that, uh, not that big, not that big of a fan of that, but I think for overall, sure, for sure. I, I think overall it's a decent hire. I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'll be interested to see who they replace Bruce Allen with. That'll also be a, a key hire. But I think it's a step for in the right sure. direction for the Redskins. Same. Um, so to counter, well, to kind of counter, not to totally counter what you said about getting the offensive guy as their coach, I can understand what you're, where you're coming from because you have Dwayne Haskins who is going into his second year, and that's really pivotal, and that's going to be his first full year as a starter next year. Um, but the last time the Redskins hired a defensive coach was Marty Schottenheimer back in 2001. So maybe they're saying, you know, this offensive thing isn't working. That's so true. maybe let's go with a defensive guy because, yeah, like I said, last time it happened was 2001, Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, yeah, you know about the Shanahan era, uh, Jim mm-hmm. Zorn, um, yeah. <laughs> Joe Gibbs came back. Um, and, you know, obviously the last era with uh, Jay Gruden. So I feel like they probably said, you know, maybe we should go with a defensive guy. And, uh, I mean, Ron Rivera overall was probably the best coach on the market. Um, I think I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer really wants to coach. So I don't really see that. I thought maybe I think maybe Urban Meyer wants to do front office. But I don't know. We'll see what, what happens with him. Uh, but, yeah. So. Let's uh let's get into what everybody's probably been waiting for, but I mean we had to do everything, but we had to we had to recap the whole season, we had to talk awards, man. So much happened, man. It was a lot to talk about, but let's talk Wild Card Weekend. B. Jones Saturday, we have okay. the Bills, um the Bills at Texans, and we have the Titans at Patriots on Saturday. On Sunday, we have. The Vikings at Saints, and we have the Seahawks at Eagles. Um, so what do you think, man? I, we kind of like we kind of talked a little bit about this off air. We were texting about it. Um, but um, the Bills and the I, I feel like all of these games are gonna be interesting, except for, sure. for I think the Saints are gonna definitely win the game. But I can't. It's, it's still gonna be interesting. But um, the Bills and the Texans—that's an interesting one to me. 
And it points back to our theory that we spoke about earlier. That's the Will Fuller theory. And I think he's going to be an actor for this game. So I, thought, no, I, saw, I, saw, I saw that he was supposed to play. It's not oh, confirmed. But it's not confirmed. Yeah, it's not confirmed, but he's, he's been practicing. Okay, so I guess that's something to monitor. And I don't even want to lock in on a prediction without his status. Is that crazy, right. bro? Right. <laughs> is that crazy? But um, I think this game is going to be a good one. Yeah, I just looked it up. He he has been practicing. Um, oh, this is going to be good. Um, if he plays, I'm going to have to go with the Texans because the Bills defense, it is good. But their run defense is probably their Achilles heel. Um, they they got gas in a few games. Um, we saw the Patriots; they haven't really ran the ball well, but they were able to rush and run on the uh, Bills a couple of weeks ago. Eagles ran on them. Um, that team can be ran up ran up on, but I, that Will Fuller thing I'm definitely gonna monitor closely. Um, but I would still lean I would still lean Texans if Will Fuller is in fact active. Um, the, the Patriots-Titans game is an interesting dynamic because um, the Titans are one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now, um, ever since Ryan Tannehill has taken the reins. Um, we talked about off-air how Derrick Henry has been very, very impressive running the football. And uh, you show some love to A.J. Brown. So the Titans is kind of a scary team. And Mike Vrabel... Um, you know, he knows he knows Belichick. And we saw that when the Titans beat the Patriots in the regular season last year. So that one is interesting. But um it's it's gonna always be hard to count New England out at Foxborough too. So yeah. And then the Sunday slate, um, Vikings and Saints. Um, I think the Saints will win. Um, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins in a big spot like this on the road to at New Orleans at the Superdome. That's tough. And for the Seahawks and Eagles, I would not be surprised if Philadelphia wins this one. I really wouldn't, man. Um, this They will be at home. Uh, they don't deserve to host a home game, but they will be at home. But I wouldn't be surprised, man. So what's your thoughts on this wild card weekend? Okay, yeah. So pretty much hit on most of the things I wanted to say. Um, Texans, Bills, I'm leaning towards the Texans. I think I'm going to go Texans just because Will Fuller is supposed to play. But I don't, in this game, I think they're going to have to rely on the run game. And just because that, the, with that Bills defense, they don't really give up a lot of chunk plays. So I think that mm-hmm. they're going to have to rely on the run game and just, just take what the defense gives them some DeAndre Hopkins underneath to intermediate routes. Uh, Kenny Stills and just work the. I think they're gonna have to play a methodical game, um, but I think the Bills have a good chance because the Texans defense isn't anything to be scared of. But um, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning Texans in this one. I think Deshaun Watson is gonna uh, make up from that poor performance he had in his playoff debut last year. Um, Patriots Titans. When the when the Patriots lost the first round by, and um, I saw that they were playing the Titans. And I knew that was I knew that we were going to discuss this this week. I was I was like I'm, I'm picking the Titans. I'm picking the Titans. But you know I've, I've come back to my sis, senses. <laughs> I think, I think I'm 
think I'm a lean Patriots. I mean, this is still Ryan Tannehill. He's been playing good, but this is still Ryan Tannehill. Um, and the Patriots have been playing Ryan Tannehill for years, too. Right, right. So I think Belichick is very familiar with them. I think the deep, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, but I think the defense and Tom Brady will do just enough to get by the Titans. Now, next round, that's a whole different discussion, but we're not talking about that right now. So I think, I think, I think Patriots. Um, and then um, we have the Vikings and the Saints. Like you said, this is Kirk Cousins in the road in a playoff game. I think some opportunities to Stephon Diggs will be there just because the Saints defense has the tendency to give up big plays. Marshawn Lattimore will give up one every once in a while. You could get one y'all you can always get one on Eli Apple. Um, um yeah, and Dalvin Cook, he's not he's 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 gonna be playing, but he's not a hundred percent. He's had a few nagging injuries this year. So you know I just I think that, and I think the Saints on a mission. So I just trust the Saints more than I do the Vikings. There, uh, Philly, Philly, uh, Seattle. I think there's a 50-50 game that's up for grabs. Uh, Seattle is decimated at the running back position. They have to bring back Beast Mode. Um, they lost Josh Gordon. He was only there for a few games, but they lost him. And then Philly is decimated in the receiving core. So I think this is a toss-up. I think this is the best possible matchup that Philly could have got. They could have potentially been playing San Francisco if San Francisco lost that game. I think that would have been a bad matchup. But I think this game is a toss-up. Um, I'm going to lean towards Seattle though, because I think they just, I think they're, I think they're just so scrappy. I think they're just going to find a way to, find a way to pull this one off in Philadelphia. Yeah, I could see it too, man. I could definitely see it. Uh, but before we go, man, uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Uh, Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Well, yeah, what yeah. Super Bowl would you like to see, rather? Um, I'm sure uh, you would like to see the Ravens in it, but uh, what would yeah, you I like w- to see? I would like to see the Ravens. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the Chiefs, but I think, I think, I think the Ravens they just they they since they're run run heavy and they have a defense and they and they have a great defense. I think they have the perfect formula for playoff football um if they do happen to run into the Patriots again that'll be interesting because you know you always hear about Belichick can't beat them twice in the season but um that'll be interesting (laughs) to see but I want to see something new I want to see the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC championship game I want to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl um my ideal in the NFC it's a little interesting because it's it's a lot of teams I wouldn't mind seeing um Think, think Seattle will be interesting. I think San Francisco. I think the Saints. I don't want to see the Packers. Um, oh no! Yeah, I don't, the worst case scenario for me would be Patriots Packers. I, I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. But um, I think I think I think I'm gonna go Ravens Ravens uh, Saints Ravens Saints or Ravens 49ers. Like those. I think those would be those would be great games. Yeah, uh, you know me. Um, this is probably a little biased. I would love to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. For sure. Um, this is the uh, this is the Chiefs are one of the only teams, them and the Browns, to beat the Ravens this year. I know that was very early in the season, but uh, I'm sure if these two teams got a chance to play again, that would be a really good matchup. Uh, so hopefully we get to see that in the uh, AFC Championship. But like you said, man, worst possible matchup would be. Probably either Packers, Patriots, or t- 
Packers and Titans. <laughs> I would not want to see that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I think I feel like I feel like the people. I feel like everybody wants to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I yeah. definitely wouldn't mind seeing Lamar on that big stage too. Uh, like you said, man, that team is built for playoff football, man. Uh, you know, run, running the football, their uh, ability to pass to the tight ends and get them involved. Uh, so, yeah, I think Ravens, Saints, Ravens, 49ers, or flip-flop the Ravens with the Chiefs. So, Chiefs, Saints, Chiefs, 49ers. I would love to see that. Sure. But, uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. You got anything you want to add? We hit Not- everything? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Looking forward to this uh, playoff. Oh, last Just, comment, I, man. Uh, college football. I'm, p- I'm pissed off about Ohio State losing last week, bro. I just had to say that. I just had to say that on air, man. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I wanted to see uh, LSU Ohio State as well. I think, LSU, I, think, I, think, I, I think everybody wanted that. I think LSU Clemson would be good. Um, but, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see LSU Ohio State. Same, same, same. But uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. Uh, thanks for joining me. I know this episode was a little long, but it was kind of expected. But um, but thank you so much, B Jones, for coming on, man. You know, I, you know, I love having you, bro. You already know how we rock, bro. We 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 locked in. For sure, for sure. All right, man. So uh, a special thanks to B Jones for coming on. Happy New Year to everyone. If you made it this far, really, really appreciate it. I'm your guy. I'm your host, Mike Curry. I am signing out. Episode number 113 is done. Peace.